On the Real Better Life podcast, we dig into the stories, failures, triumphs, and real-life adventures that shape and inform our tribe of real estate advisors in the pursuit of their better lives and those of their clients. It's real, raw, and unashamedly honest. Join Dave Ness, founder and chief troublemaker at Thrive Real Estate Group, for the stories worth telling. Hey, today um, we're going to be talking about what we refer to as the support challenge matrix. And of course, we have to give a huge shout out to um, a dear friend, a mentor, a business coach, a guide, uh, someone who has invested in not only me and Rob, but also the Thrive community. Um, here, here. Yeah, he, he's been highly influential and uh, has guided us in, in many of the core principles and the core foundations of Thrive. His name's Landon Lynch. He runs a, a company called Motive Strategies. And so uh, a lot of the content today that you're going to hear and the illustration that we are staring at right now, which I'll describe in just a second for our listeners, um, comes from Landon and, and, his, and his genius. So Landon, if you're listening, thank you, brother. And uh, we're going to regurgitate and rehash some of these concepts yep. to the best of our ability. And at some point, we should probably have Landon on this podcast. And quick shout out to <laughs> Giant, who yes. Landon has partnered with. That's right. And yeah. um, Giant, you know, we got to give them credit for the, uh, what, what do they call it? Uh, intellectual property. Intellectual property. That yeah. we're about to review and innovate on. Yes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not ours originally, um, but we've kind of taken it and, and put it through our own lens and have some insights that we'd love to share with you guys so oh by the way to, yeah i ran into landon landon yeah. at dinner like a week ago yeah just totally random um quick quick shameless plug if you like tequila yeah the restaurant we were at and i had landon try it and he was like this is incredible <laughs> um there's there is a tequila it's an anejo tequila nice. uh, i don't know if i said that anejo or an añejo añejo yeah. there you go gotta yeah. get the enye in yeah. there um it's called tears Okay. I'd have to send you a picture of the bottle. It nice. is, it is the best tequila you've ever had in your nice. life. Yeah, I got, I got to buy you a bottle. But um, one of these episodes should just be on bourbon and tequila. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> All right. So but not today. Today's not today. Support challenge matrix. Support challenge matrix. And so, by the way, uh, I, I am going to dive into it. But just know that if you're listening to this and you are at a different brokerage, you're a leader. You are an influencer. You have impact on other people. Shoot, you could be in a totally different industry. Or a totally different industry. Whatever industry you're in, we happen to be in real estate. Um, but this this high support, high challenge, and, and low support, low challenge matrix that we're going to go through is is applicable across the board. Uh, yeah, it's funny. We were talking before we got on here. Had a laughing fit. So we're like, who does this apply to? Anybody who's in an organization? So roughly 7 billion people? Because... <laughs> Everybody's in an organization of some sort. Of some kind. Yeah, whether that's um, a company, a family unit, a gang. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, Dave referenced the Taliban at one point. Um, Everyone's a part of it. Everybody's in an organization. So <laughs> Whatever yours is. Yeah, this is, this is. hey, we happen to focus on real estate, but this could apply to anything. Could be anything. So if you're listening, you, you don't have this visual, um, but just... Imagine this in your mind, or if you're listening and you're sitting at uh, a desk with a piece of paper and a pen, draw this. So you've got a vertical axis, a vertical line up and down. On the top end of that axis, you have high support. On the low end of that axis, you have low support. And then you have another axis, which is the horizontal axis, 
In math, they call that the x-axis. Is that what it is? <laughs> math is not my strong suit at all. On the, on the uh, y-axis, is that right? The y-axis is support. No, the x-axis, the, the horizontal one is challenge. Okay, the challenge. Okay, so <laughs> I'm just going to call it the horizontal axis. Uh, <laughs> on the right, you'd have high challenge, and on the left, you'd have low challenge. So Yeah, we're going to have you take the cosine of you. <laughs> support and challenge at the end of this episode to see if you've been paying attention. So high support, low support, up and down. And then left to right, you've got the, the low challenge, high challenge, which gives you four quadrants, right? In the upper left quadrant, which would be high support and low challenge, you'd have the what we're going to refer to as the cozy culture, okay? High support, you got all the tools, you got all the resources, you got all the coaching, mentoring, everything that you need high support, but no expectations, no challenge, no one confronting you about um, much of anything. That would be the cozy culture. It's very cozy. Mm -hmm. Then next, as you round the, the, go to the bottom left quadrant, which is low challenge and low support. So no one confronting you, no expectations, and no support whatsoever, no resources, no nothing. We're gonna call this the apathetic culture just riddled with apathy. No one cares, doesn't really matter. Which by the way, in our industry is 98% of real estate brokers. <laughs> what's, uh, once again, I'm pretty sure you offended somebody. <laughs> but we, keep going. <laughs> I'm glad we have seven listeners. Uh, <laughs> oh, six out of the seven are offended at right. this point. But it's the truth. Okay, and then the next one as you go around is the low support and a high challenge, right? So. Not a lot of support, not a lot of resources, coaching, mentoring, guiding, training, but think, really high challenge. Think boiler room. Boiler room. Yeah, if you haven't watched that movie, I highly recommend you do so. Don't, don't, yeah, don't. Not with your kids. <laughs> yeah, right. Be careful. But that's the aggressive culture. It's all about the numbers. It's all about quotas. It's all about metrics. It's all about production. It's all about just making sure that you are adding to the the company essentially although yeah. i think a lot of corporate cultures although i've never really been at one but from what i hear do you, um, do you want to tell the dairy queen story <laughs> yeah this seems like appropriate <laughs> i mean the only job i've ever had this is what rob wants to unveil right now the only job i've ever had was at dairy queen in high school and i lasted two days and then i got fired so, <laughs> why but why did you get fired uh screwing around in the back with the milkshakes <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun, I can tell you that. Um, You're just not cut out to be an employee. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not a good employee. I'm a terrible employee. Um, and then and then the next quadrant is um, high support and high challenge. You have the resources. You have the training. You have the tools. You have the mentorship. You have uh, even the technology to do the job and to do it well. And high challenge is there are high expectations around that, mm -hmm. right? There's there's things that you need to do in order to live up to and into the culture. And your leaders are not calling you out, but also calling you up into your best self, into the best version of yourself. You're growing, you're advancing, you're succeeding. And, and that's the high support, high challenge culture, which is labeled the liberated culture, yeah. liberated, right? Yeah. So I, I love I love this one. Yeah. I love this one because I'm, I'm thinking, you know, you know me, I love sports mm -hmm. right? and I love sports psychology. And uh, I heard this one time from Dr. David Cook. If you haven't checked him out, okay. look him up. Um, talks about performance equals potential minus interference. 
Oh, right? interesting. Yeah. yeah, great concept. Different different yeah. podcast for a different day. But liberated culture is, I believe, the quadrant where people get the most out of themselves. Mm. It's where you close that gap between someone's potential and someone's actual performance. Yeah. Right? It's where you have all the resources and all the empowerment along with the coaching, the accountability, you know, and, and you know, an appropriate mix of challenge and support. Yeah, that's kind of the, the concept that I think is kind of like a bumper sticker in today's day and age, which yeah. is, you know, the best version of yourself. Everyone talks about that. Living your best life. <laughs> living your best life, living into the... What does that even mean? Right, the best version of yourself. I don't think any of us are living our best lives. No, and, and yeah, shameless self-promotion. I, I mean, at our company, we call it the better life that's because right. it's a never-ending process of becoming better. But if if we ever achieve our best life, that's terminal. Yep. You're at that point. You're done. Yep. <laughs> so, it's an it's an ideal you'll never reach, but something worth striving for. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. So that's that idea of growth and and you know bet, better self. So so I've kind of walked through the. The, uh, the matrix, high support, low support, high challenge, low challenge. And I've, I've talked about the cozy culture, apathetic culture, aggressive, and liberated culture. Mm-hmm. So why don't you riff really quick on those four and the implications or the further descriptions of, of those? Yeah, when, when I'm looking at the descriptions right now, and if I just, I, I want to read these, but I want to go a little bit different direction, right? Okay. When, I, when I read the cozy culture, which is the one we started with, yep. it's characterized by entitlement and mistrust. Yeah. Right. Apathetic culture is characterized by abdication and laziness. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of finger pointing, a lot of blame, a lot of, you know, yeah. it's never it's never my fault. It's not my fault. It's not me. Yeah. Um, it's, it's them. It's you. Aggressive culture is fear and manipulation. Yeah. Right. So this is um, well, I'll come back to this one. But uh, this, this is the one I've spent a lot of time in. And then the liberated culture is characterized by empowerment and opportunity. There you go. And an epiphany we had before we jumped on here mm. is how um, I, we, we talked about, I said, hey, what are the implications of each one of these yeah. cultures? And we got on this topic of value. Value. Right. Yeah. And a cozy culture, the, the message that is sent to somebody in a cozy culture is, hey, you're valuable because of who you are. Yeah. Regardless of how you perform. Yeah. No matter what you do, no matter what you don't do. That's right. No matter how you show up, no matter how you contribute or not to the community, you're super valuable. That's right. We just like you for who you are, right? Regardless of your performance. Um, And and it's funny because I'm going to kind of cheat a little bit. I'm going to go over to the aggressive culture. Yeah. Because the aggressive culture is the exact opposite. It says you are valuable as long as you perform. As long as you're contributing, as long as yep. you're performing, as long as you're hitting your numbers, whatever. That's right. Your value is in direct proportion to your achievement. Right. And without that, you're not valuable. That's right. If you're not achieving, you're a piece of garbage. Yeah. Why are you even here? Get <laughs> so out of here. So it's a lot of shame. It's a lot of guilt. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of judgment, mm. um, you know, where the cozy culture is the exact opposite. But then both you, of them have the characteristic of there is messaging of you're valuable. That's right. There's, you, you there's are, strings attached, but you're valuable. <laughs> exactly. Your value is heavily tilted towards, you know, one or the other, either achievement or just, you know, who you are. Right. Then the apathetic culture is a weird one. You used a word that was really interesting. You said sinister. This is the most sinister yeah. of each one because the message is you're not valuable. It doesn't, doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter how great you are. It doesn't matter what you do, whether you do a lot or do a little. We don't care. Yeah. We just need somebody to fill the role. Oh, 
dude, like just a just a beating heart. Yeah, it's um, I know that is so gross to us. Mm. Um, different conversation for a different day, but that that's a that's a really low level of existence. Yep. Right. Like, if if you're sitting here going, I think I'm in an apathetic culture. Mm run yeah <laughs> like you should do everything you can to get out yeah i mean it would be better to be in one of the ones that's you know maybe tilted towards you know one axis or the other mm-hmm. than the one that we strive for and i think we achieve a good amount of the time is the liberated culture where yeah. it's hey your value your value is a combination of of both who you are and how you perform if you are a great person yep but you're not performing, you got to look yourself in the mirror and go, what am I really doing to add value to somebody else's life? Yeah. Can I really call that success Mm. um, if I'm not living up to my potential, if I'm not performing at a high level, if I'm not putting in the time to be a master of my craft? Yeah, whatever that is. But, but But the flip side of that is true. If somebody is completely sold out to achievement and they're sacrificing their relationships, their health, their you know, their mental health, their uh, personal well-being. Yep. Um, I, I don't think either you or I would sit here and call that a success. That's not that's not advancement. That's not growth. Like in our own in our own environment and in, in our um, company, which is a real estate brokerage, we we look at it and go, yeah, we, we do have metrics. Yeah. Right? We have dashboards. We have numbers. We have all these things because because you have to you have to. You have to measure what matters or what's the other one? Measure what you treasure. Yeah. yeah um, and if yeah. you're not, then you're, you're fooling yourself. And at the same time, we have to look at it um, from the lifestyle perspective and from the, the human perspective yep. and say, for example, even if you're hitting all these great numbers, you're at the top of the leaderboards, you're, you're, the, you're the man or woman in charge and when it comes to sales, however your relationship with your significant other is rapidly deteriorating or going through a really hard time or you're not available for your kids or you're not getting recreation time for yourself or you're not, you know, pouring into your friends or your faith community in some level, then we would look at that and go, that's a problem. And, and there's a, there's a balance there too, because we even have kind of a quote, quote dashboard for that, which is called in our world, the the calendar diagnostic. Mm. Right. And so we, we look at that and we fill in all these, um, visuals, these colored visuals to say, let's just, you know, tilt back in our chairs and look at this thing together and say to ourselves, how much red is on the board? How much green? How much blue? How much black? How much purple? And you very quickly see, dude, your world is tilted way too far. Yeah. So yeah. let's let's correct that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like my pastor talks about. He's like, if I want to know what you care about, I only need to see two things, your calendar and your checkbook. Yeah. 100%. And that's going to tell me everything yeah. I need to know. Yep. Right. And so not that, not that everything in your life is going to get the equal proportion of time or the equal sure. proportion of money. Right. But, um, yeah, that we were having an interesting conversation cause we were talking, when you talk about the implications of this, um, everybody leans more towards one yes. than the other. For what, yeah, yeah. We all have a, a tendency to either err on the side of support mm-hmm. or to err on the side of challenge. And and what we were talking about is, if you just go by default, right, you'll probably end up in either cozy or aggressive. Yeah. Whether whether you're the creator of the culture or the participant in the culture. Yeah. Right. Um, cozy culture and aggressive culture 
they don't take nearly as much effort as liberated culture hmm. because you're just doing what comes naturally to you where let's face it if you're if your tendency is to be more on the aggressive side yeah which that's my tendency yeah right um, I have to work really hard at the support side hmm. it doesn't come naturally it's not like, it's not native not at all yeah not at all like and I I think you know I'm still working on that one but I think of like how bad I used to be compared to where I am now. I'm a yeah. lot better than I was. Yeah. Um, thank God for good mentors in our lives. Yeah, totally. And good people that, that care about us and, and model what it's supposed to look like in some of the other areas. Yeah. Right. But like, that's hard. It yeah. takes intention. It takes thought. It takes reflection. It takes, we were talking about, you know, I've had to journal mm. on it. I've had to visualize. Like, I mean, it starts too with, uh, it has a, definitely a measure of humility. hundred percent. 100%. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I think you really have to have a growth mindset to want to lean into the part that you're not good at. Yeah, because it's easier, like in your world, if you know, kind of speaking, yeah. maybe out of line, so you correct me if I'm no, wrong, no, no, but, go ahead. but it's easier for you to live in a, an aggressive culture. It's, it is. It's just easier. Yep. And it's, so if you didn't care. My knee-jerk reaction when things get sideways is... Aggression. Aggression, consequences... Shame, judgment, yeah. you know, all the things you, that you I were, experienced growing up. In fact, just getting ready for this this episode, you were um, using just an example with kiddos. Yeah. So to say more about that. Yeah. Just, yeah, like like when um, when my kids mess up, my natural instinct is to get angry, to yell, to mm. dish out consequences. Yeah. Like, this is not acceptable. Like, like almost squeeze in the rules. Yeah. Like more and more rules. Totally, yeah. totally. Where it actually takes... Effort. And we were and we were talking about this before we jumped on where yeah. I, I have to journal and visualize on like what would it look like to be higher in support and to actually match my challenge because the challenge mm. isn't all bad. No, it, it's it genuinely comes from a place of I want I want life for my kids to work well. Mm-hmm. I want them to make good decisions. Mm-hmm. I want them to understand that their choices have consequences, good or bad. Yeah. Right. It's training really. Yeah. But it can't be all one or all of the other. Yeah. Right. Um, You know, if I'm all support and there's no consequences, my kids go off the rails and they do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, If it's all challenge and no support, my kids are constantly stepping on eggshells feeling like when I do good, I'm valuable. And when I, yeah, when I don't do good, I'm a piece of garbage. Yeah. Right. And nobody loves me. Right. Which that's not true either. Yeah. So it's finding so good. both, but like, oh my gosh, the support part takes like really hard work Yep. for me, which thank God opposites attract where my yeah. wife is higher on the support side than she is on the challenge side and yeah. I'm higher on the challenge side. So we balance each other out. Yeah. Right. But that, that's not, that's not a call to abdicate. Like, okay, you do the support side and I'll do the challenge <laughs> side. Right. right. That doesn't work. Right. Right. Um, you know, then my kids are, are, you know, fearful and like that, that, that's, that's not what I want. Yeah. Right. I want a relationship and it's hard to have a relationship when you're too heavy on one or the other, the most, yeah. and I think this is why you said it's the most sinister, the, the apathetic culture, um, is a really kind of dark, lonely place to be yeah. where it's like, I don't matter. Yeah. I don't matter. Like it doesn't matter how well I do. It doesn't matter who I am. It doesn't matter how good or bad I am. It no one's no one's calling me out to yeah. correct me, nor is anyone supporting oh. and, and coming alongside me. Yeah. Because I must just not be worth it. Yeah. Really, at yeah. the end of the day, whether that's in a family unit or a team, like a, a sports team or a business like ours, where, yeah, I, it, it is. It's sinister because, and I think that's why you said earlier, just 
run, <laughs> like get, yeah. get get out of that culture as fast as possible. Yeah. And, l- and let me speak to one that we were riffing on for yeah. a little bit. When you look at the cozy culture, and I think I think social club. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. We're all just good friends, and we yeah. got the warm fuzzies. We're all just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. If, if we do good, great. If we don't, whatever. Right. You know? um, and it, it's characterized by entitlement and mistrust. And you said, I don't really get the mistrust part. Yeah, that's right? what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, and one, yep. of, one of the things I said was when when you talk about the mistrust component, um, it's really when you talk about the mistrust component, it's interesting because you think, wait, mistrust? How does that fit into all this? It's um, and what I said to you was, hey, I think the subconscious message that somebody receives when nobody really cares about your performance yeah. is, oh, they don't actually care about what's best for me. Yeah, They care about what's best for them, whether what's best for them comes from a place of, I don't actually want to give them feedback and challenge them because I'm worried they won't like me. Yeah. Right? Oh, or if it comes from a place of... They just want to keep me around because any production is better than no production, yeah. <laughs> right? It's, that's that's real estate right there. Neither one of those is is good in my opinion, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm biased, right? But yeah. Um, again, if we're talking about becoming the best version of ourselves that we can be, and being on a constant ger- journey of growth and improvement, and looking for how can I be better? Yeah. Not so that I'm more valuable, but so that I can add more value to people around me. Yeah. So I can be better in the world around me. Um, I would have a healthy level of mistrust for somebody that never challenges me, never calls me out. Because it's like, oh, you don't care. And we talked about this analogy of like parents with kids. If you just let your kids do whatever they want and there's no consequences, um, that's actually very disorienting because they go, hey, if you loved me, you would create some boundaries. Yeah, if you love me, there there would actually be consequences yeah. of some kind. I would actually have some structure. Yeah, to my life, it's actually it's actually really hard for any of us. Like kids are an obvious example, but I think real estate professional is is just as applicable. Yeah, it's really hard when somebody doesn't give you structure or boundaries, and you don't know like what's acceptable, what's not, yeah. what's right, what's wrong. You know what's interesting is I I've got this analogy in my head just just popped into my mind. Uh, I, I grew up, we both grew up playing soccer and mm-hmm. um, played through college. And uh, it used to drive me nuts when we'd go to the intramural fields at Uni- uh, University of Georgia. And, you know, you'd put down two shirts or two shoes or whatever for one goal, mm. right? And then maybe if it's a pickup game, it's, you know, like 30 yards or whatever, 20 yards. Yeah. You put down two other shirts, but there were never any like boundaries. Yeah. There were never any touch lines, out of bounds lines. Yep, yep, yep. And inevitably, You'd have two dudes in our world um, who would be fighting over the ball. Yeah, so I've, I've been there. I've been <laughs> like, there before. And they, they, they'd really be real. like 90 yards away. <laughs> right. And everyone else is like, what, what are we doing? This isn't even fun. You know, yeah. like I don't, yeah. this, this, this doesn't work. Like the, the functionality of the game well, and that's doesn't work. Life doesn't work as well when we don't have boundaries. <laughs> totally. Right. Also, Life doesn't work as well when we don't have love and value outside of our performance. That's right. Right? Yeah. Which, you know, this is really deep for a Monday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. This, I mean, this is part of the deal. It is. But, um, you know, if, if we if we take this to, uh, okay, what, what are the implications of this? Yeah. I think you and I, you and I want to get to a point where we help people realize, like, okay, right. these quadrants exist. We all have a tendency to lean more towards one or the other, but the one that's not natural for us 
is the one that has the, the potential and often does undermine our trust and influence with people. Yeah, and it's the one that's it's so well said. I don't know if you guys caught that, but if you take nothing else from this podcast or this episode, I think it's that. Yeah. Is that the, the blind spot, the, the one that you don't know about, the one that your significant other or your kid or your friend or your faith community or whoever would, would say, yeah, Dave doesn't really know about that. It's that one yep. that has the most power to increase your influence and impact on yourself and the people that matter to you most to you. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to paint two scenarios, right? I want to I want to paint either end of the extreme, right? If you're in real estate, yep. which we're talking about real estate, yep. right? If you're in real estate and you are high on challenge, low on support, yep. Not only are you going to have a propensity to offend people, yeah, right. And they have to like you and trust you to, to do business with you. Yeah. So your likability went down. But also, if you're really high on the, on the challenge and you're low on the support and your value comes from your performance, mm. you're going to have a tendency to only want to work with people that are likely to turn into deals. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Where you're, ax- you're asking really transactional questions. You're doing everything in your business. And people sniff that out. With a really transactional motive, right? Like, oh, he doesn't care about me. He cares about his commission. Yep. Contrast that with somebody who's really high on the support matrix. like too high. Too high. And they're like, I'll do anything. I'll show you 300 homes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to ask for anything. Yeah. And if you never buy from me, it's okay. (laughs) Right. My last name is Doormat. And like, oh my God. Goodness, like that person's not going to respect you. And yeah. you're also not helping them move to their better life. No, you're right? not helping them get what they want, which is actually to own a home. Yeah, neither one of them is ideal. They're both functional. That's the funny part about it. Yes. This. They're both functional, yeah. but they're not ideal. If if success is closing the gap between our performance and our potential, yeah. right, then neither one of them is ideal, but they are, but they are functional. Yeah, and this is... Maybe this is a good encouragement because it, man, it was for me when we, you and I kind of co-discovered with our leadership team, this, this concept of what I'm going to just call the boat race. Mm. Um, the encouragement is, this if, is you're, so good. if you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, I am so quote, quote, guilty of being aggressive or I'm guilty of creating a cozy culture or whatever. Um, he, here's the good news is that there's no world in which any of us executes a support challenge matrix perfectly all the time. Mm-hmm. It's never going to happen. That, that's why I like to look at this thing and go, yeah, we either tilt one way or the other, like in our own business at, at our uh, brokerage. I think we've gotten cozy in some areas. I think we've gotten aggressive in some areas. Yeah, we realized that about a year ago. Totally. We're like, oh, man, we've gotten too cozy. Yeah, too cozy, where, too where aggressive. Where we've actually shifted out of the liberated culture quadrant. Yep. Like towards the cozy, which, by the way. That happens to all organizations. Everybody. You're not just like, oh, yeah, we're we're in the liberated quadrant all the time. Yeah. Ask your employees. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they're no. going to tell you something different. No, you're, you're actually going to go. You're going to shift back and back and forth. forth right. And, and that's the boat race concept is, is totally. if you're not if you've never sailed boats or whatever, it's fine. But you, you get the idea of where in a boat race, it's not like a, a car race where it's just a straight line. You got to go one way and then tack back the other way. And then you go the other way and back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's never a straight line in a boat race. And so that's very similar to implementing or living by this standard is you're never going to get it perfect. You're going to go one way and then correct and correct and correct. That's right. And you got to do that. The the, the cool thing is, I believe you got to do that in community. 
because you have to have somebody calling out your blind spots and saying, hey, I, I actually think we're trending towards cozy or, hey, I think the inertia is trending towards aggression. And so we let's talk about that. And let's figure out a way to, you know, f- fix it. And then and then beyond that, too, is that um, we're talking about this as if it's a metric for your entire business or your entire team if you're if you're listening to this and you're a coach or whatever and and it can be it, it can it be can, for sure it can be it's almost like a SWOT analysis you know everybody knows that or, or hopefully most people know about it. it's the strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats mm-hmm. and you, you should do that quarterly and, and look at that um, so you can do that at a company level and you can use this um, support challenge matrix at a company level but you can also do it departmentally so you could say hey within the sales department um, how are we trending within the, in our world, the transaction management department and the team that runs that, how are we trending there? Uh, in, in, uh, engagement with clients, how are we trending there? And then even beyond that, to, to make it even more close to home, you, you can actually overlay this onto individual relationships yeah. as well Yeah. and say, oh, wow. Like how, how could I overlay this matrix onto my relationship with my spouse, my significant other, my plus one, whoever that is, my kids, yep. like my friends, my friends, my coworkers, which, everybody, yeah. which is, which is interesting. You just made me think of this. Um, you can be, you can tend one way with certain people in your life and tend another way with other people in your life. Mm. You can be really, you can be really high in the challenge with your kids. Yeah. But with one of your best friends, you can be on the other extreme, you're overly high on support, yeah, and not high enough on the challenge. Totally. And by the way, this is this is probably a whole another episode, also um, instigated or triggered or enabled by Landon. But uh, in order to know when is when is tilting towards the aggressive more appropriate, and and when is tilting towards the cozy a little bit more appropriate. Is, is answering the question, hey, do you know what it's like to be on the other side of yourself? Oh, so good. Because <laughs> if you don't, everyone, in the else, everyone else in the room does, <laughs> right. uh, which is, I love the way Landon says that. But, but so when we look at this, and, and if you're thinking, if you're listening to this, I guess what I'm going with this is if you're listening and going, this is all great, guys, conceptually, but how do I actually implement this? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what's the takeaway? What do I do with this? Yeah. It's, it's to take... The support challenge matrix and think critically about your relationships, whether that be your personal relationships, your business relationships, your business in general, different departments within your business, and just ask yourself, am I living or, or sorry, am I designing and implementing more of a cozy culture, aggressive culture, apathetic culture, and then liberated culture? Um, and if it's one of the three, cozy, aggressive, apathetic, then the question becomes, what's one or two things that I might be able to do to, yeah. to rebalance? Could I take us home here? Yeah, 100%. So, so one of the analogies that Giant uses, that Landon uses, that is so easy to latch onto, um, it's very vivid and I love it, is this analogy of the Sherpa. Oh, I love this. Yeah. 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 Where, what, why is any of this worth talking about, mm. right? And we've used some key phrases here that I want to highlight. When you talk about trust and influence, mm-hmm. the only reason it's important to have trust and influence with people is if you care about what's best for them. Yeah. Right? Their highest and best. Their highest good. Mm. Right? And I love, like Landon talks to us all the time about, hey, are you really fighting for somebody's highest and best good? Mm-hmm. Right? 
And we can look at that a lot of times and go, I'm not, I'm not, I'm actually, I'm actually, this is selfish or this is insecure. Or this comes from a place of ego. Yep. And then we can also look at it sometimes and go, um, no, I actually, I actually am. I'm for that person. Yeah. I want to see them win. I want to see them succeed. I want to see them move towards their better life. So understand that this comes from a place of if you genuinely want to see people win, mm. whatever their definition of winning is, for yeah. me, it's I want to see people growing. Advancing. I want to see people setting and accomplishing meaningful goals. Yeah. And I want to see people adding value to other people in the world mm. around them. Deepening their relationships. 100%. Yeah, with those people. Yeah. Then you look at your job as the Sherpa, mm. where the Sherpa so good. is... is in, in Tibet. Like, yep, just to, like yeah, Tibet, climbing Mount Everest, yep. think, you know, Himalayas, you know. Um, if you ask a Sherpa, how many times have you summited Mount Everest? They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. They don't keep track. That's yeah. not the scoreboard. And these are like the native using. people in Tibet. Like yep. they, they live right there. But if you ask them... How many people have you helped helped to reach the summit? They know exactly. They know exactly how many because that's how the, they're determining their success is how many other people have I helped attain their goals and reach success? And that's the notch on the belt. Boom. So yeah. if you apply that then, right, overlay that with yeah. your real estate career, right, how many clients have I helped be successful? How many clients have mm -hmm. I helped win? Apply that to your life. How many, um, how have I done at helping my kids win? Yeah. How, how have I done at helping my kids move to their better life? Yep. And to, and to be explicit, because some people might hear that and go, oh, winning like the soccer game, the baseball mm. game, that, that's the aggressive thing. Yeah. Holistically. Holistically is yep. what you're talking about. Yep. How do yep. I help them win in terms of determining like, who they are and what's their best version of themselves and right. growing and understanding the world and understanding themselves. And yep. yeah. Yeah. Like I tell my kids all the time, it's like, it's not matter you, it's not whether you win or lose that determines whether you're successful. Yeah. It's how you played the game. Yep. Right. Um, mm, so good. Yeah. So quick, quick side note there, but the Sherpa analogy says, okay, if my goal if my success is determined by how I help other people win and yep. how successful I help other people be, then it matters. It matters that the things that potentially are going to undermine my trust and influence with that person, that has huge implications. Yeah. Right. And so I need to pay special attention to the things that are potentially going to get in my way mm -hmm. and work on those. And those are also great leverage points because if I'm naturally strong at challenge, but I can get good at support, yep. right? If I can understand the person who doesn't work as hard as I do right. and why that is and what they're struggling with and then help them get past that, my potential to make an impact on that person's life is tremendous. It's 100x. But if I'm sitting here with all challenge, low support, and I'm just judging them and condemning them and making them feel like a piece of shit because yeah. they're not working as hard as they <laughs> right. should. <laughs> right. I've, I've totally undermined my trust and influence. And it's really hard for me to help somebody move to their better life and win Yeah. when they don't work with me Yeah. because they think I'm a jackass, <laughs> right? Which well, welcome to my life for way too much of my leadership career. <laughs> you, st yeah, you start unpacking ah. it and it, this, this thing is, uh, we wish, call it, I wish I had a do-over. We call the support challenge matrix. We could call it the support challenge mirror. Yeah. <laughs> like it, look, look at this thing in the mirror. Good grief. It you is, know? it is, it, it gives you a lot of humility when you look back on how yeah. you've screwed this up, but thank God for good people in our lives who have mm. pointed out, Hey, you actually need to work on your support. Yeah. Or for those of us who tend to support, 
um, hey, you really need to work on your challenge. On your challenge, You yeah. need to set better boundaries. You need to say no. You need to put your foot in the sand and go, hey, this is what we stand for. And your current level of performance isn't acceptable. Yeah. Right? And we need to change this. Yep. Right? Um, not for our good. Not because of how we feel about the whole thing. Right. But for their good. Because yeah. you go, life works better. Life works better when you have both support and challenge. Where you're loved and you're also challenged mm-hmm. to be the best version of yourself. And it's not anything goes. Yeah, that's so good. And I, I know we're getting to the end here. Uh, one, one reflection I had just was you were talking about that was, it's funny, I, for me personally, internally, when I think about this support challenge matrix, I, I am aggressive with myself. You I, are, you've said this before. I bully myself, Yes. but I can't stand when other people are bullied. I can't, I can't. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm totally fine bullying myself and making myself do things that are uncomfortable, inconvenient, whatever. Um, but, and, and also mentally challenging. I, I'll do that all day long to myself. I have a hard time expecting or going to other people and, and asking them to do the same thing or mm. setting up environments to do the same yep. thing. And so for me, and if you're listening and you're like, yeah, me too, or, or maybe, maybe you're the opposite. Maybe you're, no, I, I, I cozy myself, right? But then on the outside, I'm really aggressive with other people, yeah. right? Yep. There is no judgment or indictment with how you operate or who you are. We could get into all sorts of psychological reasons for that. My wife's a therapist. She could probably explain it to both of us. Right. That's, <laughs> but, that's above our pay grade. <laughs> right? That's way above my pay grade. I don't understand any of that. But, but the point for this, for now, and as we wrap up, is, is to take this kind of assessment tool, if you will, and look at it and go, hey, Here's where I'm at. And then here's where I want to be. Ah, and here we are back at action steps. Yes. In in the next 90 days or whatever it is, this is where I would like to be. Um, Bite-sized chunks of of doing this. You're not going to change who you are. I'm not going to change the fact that I like to bully myself into doing things that are uncomfortable. That it just is what it is, right? So take that. But what I do know is that, okay, on the outside... Uh, I probably do need to get a little bit better at asking people difficult questions that might be awkward. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. When I, I, I could improve in that. It's it's funny because as you're saying that, here's what, I, here's what I'm thinking is we all have our default. We all have our natural tendency. That's right. We tend towards one or the other. And my question would be, how's that working for you? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So <Like>, good. <laughs> yes. How's it? I would challenge anyone listening to this. I would challenge myself and I would challenge you. Totally. That... The more we can lean into the one that's not natural for us, yes. the more trust and influence we get when, when our default is to be the hammer, but we can be softer yeah. with people, it's easier for them to hear us and to hear the challenge and accept it, yep. right? When they go, oh, this person, you know, Dave cares about me yep. more than just my numbers and he really does want what's best for me, yeah. right? Um, just like, I think sometimes people need to hear like, Oh, you don't just like me, but you actually want the best for me, and you're willing to tell me things that are hard for me to hear. Yeah, like I'm not gonna let, I'm not gonna let you get away with that. Yeah, it's kind of yep. what's in my mind. Like 100%. when when you're seeing somebody and you're and you know we all have we all have perfect vision and peripheral vision too when we're talking about other people. Oh, it's so easy to see in other people, <laughs> but it's so hard to see in ourselves. Yeah, like yeah, so hard to see. So 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 I think action steps number one. Yeah, sit down and write out. Mm-hmm. Which one do you naturally tend towards with people in your personal life and people in your work life? Yeah. Because, because they might be the same, but they also might be different. Might be different. Yeah. Yep. Totally. And then you go, okay, um, 
what would it look like? Mm-hmm. And, and literally, I'm, I'm talking like visualize this and then write it down. What would it look like yeah. if I actually didn't do what was natural to me and I, and I did the other one, right? So again, for me, it's challenge. For me, better support for my kids yeah. when, they, when they screw up looks like sitting them down and looking in their eyes mm. rather than just me going off the handle, yeah. right? It's me telling them and, it's, and part of it is telling me, hey, you're a good kid mm. who just happened to make a mistake. And guess what? Bad. We all make mistakes. Yeah, we all make bad decisions. Yep. Whatever. It doesn't so change who you are. We have consequences, but you're still a good kid. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, and it's things like, you know, listening, asking questions, seeking to understand. Like, yeah. those are the things that are hard for me. Yeah. In the moment when I'm emotionally charged is to, is to stay curious Mm. And seek to understand rather than just jumping right into judgment and condemnation. And co- yeah, consequences. And, yep. Yeah, the yep. rules and everything else. So, yep. w- welcome to my struggle. <laughs> what's uh, yours? Right, what's your? But that's number two is like, what would it look like to do the thing that's unnatural to you? Yeah. And then, and then practice. Yeah. Right? It's as simple as that. Practice. And then, and then you're going to have to do it over again. You're going to have to re-visualize and re-practice in right. your mind what that looks like in the moment when you are emotionally charged, where you plan your response ahead of time. Yeah. Right. And then think about that. I know we're talking about, you know, kids and personal relationships, but think yeah. about that in, in a work setting. In a work setting. Yeah. Yeah. What would it look like when I'm frustrated and disappointed with one of my team members? Yeah. For whatever reason, if my natural inclination is support, what would it look like to challenge that person? Yeah. In a healthy, yeah. in a healthy, loving way. And th- I think there's there's two other small points to this. One is, um, I think sharing it with sh- sharing the challenge, mm. uh, or sorry, sharing the sharing your challenge, Sh- sharing the struggle, the struggle. Yeah. Thank you with somebody else. Like, you know, I know that that's your um, struggle with with the kiddos, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You know that I sometimes have a little bit of a hard time challenging people at Thrive. Tell somebody is 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 the maybe step three right. in this whole thing is tell somebody, yeah, this this is this is where I kind of struggle so that they can say, hey, how's that going? You know, and they can support you. And they can give you some ideas. Yes. Right. Yep. Like like when I'm having trouble with the support side, you know what I do? I go to people that are good at the support side and I ask them like, hey, what would you do? Here? Yeah, what would you do? How yeah. could I be better at this? Because it's not natural to me, but it is natural to them. Yeah. Right. And the fourth the fourth the fourth thing maybe. It's just a suggestion for the listeners here. I'm just, this popped into my mind as you were talking and maybe we can round out here, but it's, it's actually to go ahead and um, share with whoever it is that you're coaching or influencing or mentoring and your, and your analogy, it would be your kids and somebody else analogy. It would be a team member. Mm. Um, you know, if you're a sales manager, if you're a team leader, whatever it is in our industry, you know, you, you could be a, a, a broker owner, whatever. But there's no harm in actually showing this graphic yeah. and saying, hey, here's what I want. I want to support you on, on the, what's it called? The up and down axis? The Y axis. Oh, good Lord, Dave. <laughs> I, I how, want do you, to... how do you run a business? <laughs> I don't. You guys do. <laughs> um, it, if, uh, so sitting down with somebody and saying, I want... I want to instill or empower you or equip you with high support and showing them the graphic. I'm also wanting to, to high challenge because 
I, I think you would agree that this, this ends in a liberated culture with empowerment opportunity. Yeah. That's what I want for you. Who's going to be mad if you say, hey, I want what's best for you. And this is how. And, and then you admit to what they already know. I'm pretty good at this one, but I'm really bad at this one. Totally. And then just straight up ask them, like, what, what in this interaction or what in our relationship would help with where I think I'm probably lacking, which is, you know, what support. I, what can I do to help you be better? Or challenge. And they will literally tell you. They will code crack what, do you need what they need. Yep. Which, by the so way, it's not rocket science. Is I guess what I'm saying. It's, unbelievably vulnerable to do that. Yeah. Right. Because I think in in leadership, which is funny, because this podcast we talk a lot about leadership topics. In leadership, it's really hard to be. It's harder than normal to be vulnerable. Oh yeah. Because you you get this sense of I always have to be on. I have to be perfect. I have to have all the answers. I have, I have to know it all. Figured out. Yep. Otherwise, I'm going to look bad and they're not going to follow me. Right. And that's, and that's actually no. not true. No, not at all. No. Some of your greatest impact comes from when you don't have all the answers and you admit your vulnerabilities yep. and you ask for help. Yeah. And asking the person that you're even coaching and engaging, whether it be your kids or your team member, yep. how what would what would be most empowering maybe is, is, the, is the question in this area that I feel like I'm lacking in, and then they'll just tell you, and then you can just do that. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm talking to somebody I work with, how could I be a better leader for you? What do you need from me that you're not getting? Yep. And then for my kids, how could I be a better dad for you? Yep. Like, what are you not getting from me that would be really helpful? And you can and you can literally show them the graphic that we're looking at, which hopefully you guys are visualizing or have written it down, high support, high challenge, and all of a sudden you've got this common tool mm-hmm. that, that both you and the person that you're impacting can can refer back to and and talk about so that it's not nebulous where you're like ah, I don't really know what's in your mind and they're going yeah I'm not really understanding what you're saying this is like a, a, a common language almost yeah. to, to code crack it which is huge and that's just just in closing remarks that's really what we're after right I mean when we're doing this episode and this podcast if you're wondering why are you even riffing on this and talking about it is because I we, we both think it unlocks the next level of impact and influence in people's lives. And that's what we're pretty passionate about. Yeah, so. yeah. Language and principles are what shape the community yeah. and the culture that you're a part of. Yeah, yeah. I love this tool. Yeah. All right, thank you for listening. I uh, hope you tune in on the next episode, which I have no idea what it's going to be about yet, but... It, trust me. We'll figure that out. It'll be really good. <laughs> 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 Signing off. <laughs>